Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Jolene Nehore for Female Startup Club. Dune here. This episode is brought to you by Klaviyo, the leading email marketing provider for businesses of all sizes. And today I'm chatting with Jolene Nahore, founder of Beverly Hills Lingerie. Sisters Celine and Jolene founded Beverly Hills Lingerie in 2018 with the dreams of growing and maintaining the ever-evolving streetwear lingerie industry. Pioneered by the likes of acclaimed icons Cher and Madonna, Lingerie as streetwear was a developing trend in the 1980s. Taking note of the trend which has been fading in and out for decades, Beverly Hills Lingerie is in pursuit of preserving its special charm. Lingerie as streetwear is a fun and flirty way to toe the risque and dance around the delicate line of controversial and elegant. In this episode, we're chatting about the key steps to starting a lingerie brand, how guerrilla marketing activations were the foundation of the launch plan, and what kind of MOQs you can expect for the lingerie industry. And just in case you need to hear this today, one of my favorite mantras is simply stop stopping. Keep putting one foot in front of the other and take a small action towards your goal. And in one, two, or five years time, you're going to look back and realize that everything was just a million small steps. Oh, and by the way, some big news over here. You can now watch our episodes on YouTube. If you're into visuals, go and have a quick peek. Just search Female Startup Club in YouTube and we will come up. And feel free to subscribe. Obs would love that for me. (laughs) If you know someone who needs to hear this story, please do share it with them and empower the women in your network to dream big and think bigger. Let's jump in. This is Jolene for Female Startup Club. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jolene, hi, hello, and welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Hello, Dune. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure to be here. It is such a pleasure to be here. As we were just saying before we jumped on the recording, you are the first lingerie brand that I've interviewed. So I'm so excited to understand how you build a business in this space, what's working for you, and all the things. I'm excited. Such an honor. I can't wait to share. And this is exactly something that I would be looking forward to listen to earlier in my business before I started. So it's so great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Could you start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what your business is? Of course. Um, I'm born and raised in LA. I'm 22 years old. My sister and business partner is 27. We're so lucky to have each other, to be honest, and, and to be working together. And our sisterhood is really the foundation of our business. And Funny enough, I was a pre-med major at the time that my sister pitched this business idea to me. She had graduated USC where I just graduated and was itching to start a business. And we both always loved entrepreneurship and fashion. And although I was going the med school route, I have always had a creative and stylish side. And not only did we both want to create and innovate and be leaders in our careers, we always had that passion and entrepreneurial spirit. We both had such a strong desire to spend our days together as the true best friends we are. And it's just the two of us and my parents. And and again, we're born and raised in Beverly Hills. We live with them and really have like a true bonded life together. And it was only natural to want to work together and spend more of our time together and build ideas together and create a brand that felt true to both of us and to women as a whole. Oh, 
That is so cool. I love that. When you say that she came to you with, you know, the pitch for the business, what was that conversation like? What did she actually say to you and why lingerie? Yeah, I remember so clearly I was out at USC. It was like late night. She was home with my parents having dinner and she called me. Uh, Again, I was out with friends. It was like loud, like party in the background. And she was like, daddy finally accepted a business idea to support us in. He finds the laundry industry to be it's a $40 billion industry annually, first of all, but it's also it's trending. It's always a classic in addition to being trendy. And it would be a good business to go into given our style and us being the target audience of of what we wanted to do with lingerie, just make it trendy. And it really spoke to our style. And it wasn't either of our passions necessarily, but we're really businesswomen. And we figured out how we could tailor our style to this and bring in all of our knowledge and resources and tools and resources. So around this same time at USC, when she called me, girls were beginning to wear like lace bodysuits, lace bralettes with blazers and leather jackets and going out to clubs and looking like this. I'm sure you've noticed in the past probably like five to 10 years, kind of the girls around you would be doing the same. And the trend of streetwear lingerie was so hot. And we just wanted to bridge the gap between lingerie brands, like a classic lingerie brand and girls who felt confident rocking lingerie outside the bedroom and encourage the confidence and the streetwear styling of all of our products and wanted to give lingerie an edge, an edge that we had. And it just seemed kind of perfect. It seemed seamless. It seemed supernatural. And again, the name was Supernatural, derived from our hometown and where we're born and raised. And working together was natural. And we just kind of learned along the way. Ah, oh, amazing. It makes it sound like you had a few different business ideas that you were pitching to your dad. What were some of the other ones? When I was pre-med, I, I wasn't really thinking entrepreneurially. Again, it was my freshman year that I was studying medicine. But since my sister had graduated five years before me, she was constantly pitching ideas to my dad. She was like giving, her all, like giving him all these things. What would you invest in? What would you like? What do you think I should pursue? And actually, this was, was something my dad suggested. He was like, how's laundry? And he's super corporate. He's in the tax world. He does accounting and international tax. So this had nothing to do with anything with him. It was just something that he was like, this sounds like a good idea. And then they kind of just like came up with it. And finally to my sister, it was like something that she felt my dad's support in and something that we could do together and something that spoke to her that she was her own target audience. And like all of her, she was like Uber for boats, Uber for helicopters, like things like that. It was really, it didn't speak to her, like something that we do now, obviously, like Beverly Hills Andre. And again, we are the girls that we are marketing to. Yes. Amazing. That's a great one. The founder product market fit. I think that's what they say. (laughs) Exactly. So you get the green light from your dad. He's bought into it. He loves it. What are the key steps to actually getting started? How do you start bringing this brand to life? And caveat, are we talking about 2017 here or 2016? It was 2017. So if I can just get into the like raising capital and, and startup and how we how we did this, it'll have a lot to do with how we started. My dad gave us the green light to support us. Thank God we were very fortunate enough to have him and lucky that he believed in us so much to invest his own money and allow us to use our family money to pursue the business and start the business. And with that, we began going to trade shows 
all the way from Las Vegas to New York and a bunch of lingerie trade shows, just learning about the fashion industry and business. And I think that was a really critical thing that we did that a lot of people may not do. They might like sit behind the computer all day and start launching their business, but going out and learning everything that we may have not learned in school or just life experience helped us so much by talking to people, networking, kind of just seeing how the fashion industry works at trade shows like this, how the buying industry works, because we did want to be in retail. We wanted to be you know, sold at, at all the retail stores we are now. So that was helpful. We also we reached out to our network of like female founders and anyone we could talk to to learn more and gain all the knowledge we could. And it was a lot of hands-on physical experience and using our tools and resources to learn how to launch the business that I think were the most helpful things. In addition to, of course, doing all of our research online, again, sitting behind the computer is, is always something that has to be done in general. And listening to podcasts like this about female founders and reading articles about interviews just like this, hearing all the same kinds of questions and answers that really helped us. Amazing. When you say your dad was able to help you with the startup capital you needed to you know, get the brand off the ground, are you able to share what kind of capital you actually need to, you know, get your first order placed, get your, you know, travel to the trade shows, attend the trade shows and build the brand? Of course, of course. So uh, I'm going to add inventory onto that because unless you're on a made to order basis, you do invest a lot of capital into inventory. And with fashion, it's it's not, you know, you don't get like one piece per order. When you do with the manufacturer, there are lots of minimum order quantities. So in the first year, we invested about 50,000. And that was able to get the brand going. And, and I do have to say that, again, if it's a product or a service or fashion or something like that, it's very specific to each individual entrepreneur. It's a case by case basis, what you kind of need to get the ball rolling. If it's a service, you may not need anything. If it's a product that's made to order, you may not need too much. And um, a lot of our starting was a lot of trial and error, a lot of meeting new entrepreneurs, investing in products that weren't classics and were very trendy that we had to just you know forego and avoid at some point. And it really depends what you have. Of course, again, we're very fortunate to have my dad on board and to be an investor in this and kind of just let us have the freedom to not give away any equity and not look to outside investors for capital. But... Um, it truly, yeah, it truly, it truly depends on the product or service that you need to start. I don't know if I answered your question. Sorry. We were just, yeah, yeah, no, you did. Happy to have that amount, of course, to invest in inventory, to travel to trade shows, to meet with whoever we needed, start our website. That was, we hired a web designer, for example. I'm trying to think of what else we invested in in the beginning besides traveling like that and, yeah, pretty much web designers and any other designers, freelance graphic designers that we needed photography and videographers for our shoots and models. All the fun stuff, the creative stuff. The fun stuff, of course. All the good stuff. (laughs) How was your finding of the factory and actually, you know, getting the sampling done and getting that first inventory order placed? Yeah, good question. This is super difficult. And again, very specific to each entrepreneur or, or fashion designer. We were really lucky. We met so many great manufacturers at the trade shows we'd go to. And we would really just gravitate towards the LA-based ones in downtown and uh, like Boyle Heights area and the fashion district in LA. And 
we kept in touch with them. We would go to their facilities and factories all the time and kind of showed them what we wanted. And they were, they played a big role. We got really lucky with them being so established and had such a big role in our design. And again, we had no, we had no knowledge in this. We had no background in design or manufacturing and projection. So all the producers that we met at the trade shows, we got really lucky enough to just continue working with. And they worked with us so, so patiently and very helpfully and we didn't need to hire any technical designers necessarily because they were very established with their design team and could help us a lot with what we needed. When you were going through that process of, you know, you met them at the trade show, then you're doing the designs, you're working on the technical aspects of the of the project or, you know, the pieces, how long did it actually take to get the samples that you were happy with back? I'd say about seven or eight months. We we came up with the idea April 2017 and we couldn't have our first shoot until, oh, you know, longer than a year, actually. June 2018 was our first shoot, July maybe even. So over, sorry, over a year. It, it takes a while. It definitely takes a while to perfect it. And once you when you launch a business for the first time, the first impression is it. You don't get a, a redo, especially to your network of social and um, family and friends. So we spent our time perfecting each and every product and making sure the collection was cohesive with a good amount of products, not too many, not too little. So that definitely took a while. Yeah, absolutely. Just one last question on the manufacturing side of things. I ask every woman, you know, around minimum order quantities and what it's like in your specific industry. What are the kinds of minimums that you have to place when you're producing lingerie? Right. Good question. Cause this is tough. And this is something that we, we had difficulty working around too. We'd get quoted like a hundred to 200, which was pretty low in the fashion industry to start out with. So we were good with that with around uh, over a hundred per, per style in the very beginning. And yeah, we've kind of just stayed around that. So we got really lucky with that. Mm, that's really interesting because you know, hearing people from different industries, it can be minimums of 10,000 or it can be minimums of a hundred. And it's just, Unless you have someone telling you specifically, this is where we kind of sit around, it's hard to know what the answers are and, and where you can start. And starting out, this is exactly what I would want to know and listen to like this, female founder, just sharing genuinely. Totally. You mentioned around the launch, so I want to go into that marketing piece of the puzzle. What were you doing in the lead up to launch and how did you launch? Yeah, of course. So uh, I'd say our launch was really made successful by the help of friends, family, and our existing social network. We have a really strong supportive community in the sense that we shared about our business before we launched it. We really got the hype around it, built up around our family and friends and social network just in Los Angeles. And when we did launch, we hosted a lot of in-person events. We had pop-ups. We had... Trying to think of what else. We did so many things to really get the word out. We had flyers. I was still at USC at the time. So I was able to really do like guerrilla marketing in college and around my family like that. So that was helpful. And it really does take a village to spread the word. But I do have to say that word of mouth is the most valuable and useful marketing tool, especially in the beginning of a business. Yeah, absolutely. Your product needs to have that word of mouth marketing sort of inherently built into what you're doing. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. When you say you did guerrilla marketing, can you go a bit deeper about those, you know, initial kind of efforts that you were doing in the beginning? Of course. Yeah. We printed out postcards, like flyers with um, my sister and I on, on one side and our model photo shoot on another side with our website, our Instagram handle, our email on that. And we kind of just like even my mom, my mom, she's like, I'm the Chris Jenner for my daughters. It's so funny. She's like our like manager, marketing man. She's so cute. Your momager. <laughs> she's so cute. Our momager. She was out there handing out flyers, telling everyone about it. And my dad would, would reach out to his network and say, these are my daughters. They've launched a brand. Um, we've used all of our social networks from like LinkedIn, of course, professional network and Facebook and Instagram, anywhere we could. We created any social media network that we didn't have an account for and spread the word there. And um, again, at USC, my, my sister, she ended up becoming um, a teacher's assistant in the entrepreneurship program at USC. And I was her student. And there we, we told all the professors about our brand. And then we'd get asked to speak about it in other classes, for example. And yeah, and it, it was kind of just like a word of mouth in the entrepreneurship program at USC in college that it just got spread around like that too. Very, very fortunately. But again, if you don't tell these people about what you're doing in your brand, then it's just to yourself. It's just a personal thing and it's not sustainable that way. So I really encourage 
female founders and people starting a brand to not be shy or nervous or hesitate to to be their own marketing and their own influencer. Because that is where the value is. One person tells another, that tells another, that tells another. And it's just, that is the chain. But if you don't start with telling one person or multiple, then it can't get anywhere. So true. You got to shout it from the rooftops. Exactly. You are your own best influencer. <laughs> Absolutely. What was the impact like, you know, in that first week, first month of launching the brand? We were so overwhelmed. I was expecting maybe people to like learn, especially our social network. And I'm very lucky that a lot of our first orders came from family and friends and our support network. But I wasn't expecting, I was expecting more, more so people to like first learn about the brand and then think about a purchase maybe over a week or two's time, because that is what is pretty much normal in the fashion industry. Usually it takes a customer, I think the average number is seven. I think that's like the scientifically proven average amount of website visits before a purchase. But again, feel so blessed and overwhelmed by the support we had in just the first like 48 hours of orders pouring in from family and friends and and friends and family posting about it on their Instagram and stories and sharing about it and telling people about it. And that was that really set the tone for the business in the first two days, the first even week of launch, I'd say, set the tone of feeling confident and having the confidence to keep going and share and spread the word. Mm. And as that kind of started to snowball and, you know, pile on top of each other, what were the key kind of moments where you kind of took those leaps forward in the years following that, if you're thinking about kind of 2018 launch to today? Yeah, of course, of course. I'd say it was a lot of internal behind the scenes, things that built the confidence. It's not something that maybe our customers or our followers would see that we share about. It, it can be to them, it may be like, oh, that, you know, when we got interviewed by Forbes and we have a full article and and it's all those question and answers. But it's really, it's more about waking up and having the feeling of that day of, of feeling so confident and ready and brave and like motivated and ambitious and driven. And I can't pinpoint it to anything specific. It really is just an internal feeling. It may have been like a built up of like a couple successful week of sales. And of course, there were there were times in the beginning and nothing is like this in, in the entrepreneurship field. Nothing is a direct straight line upwards. There, it's a zigzag in the entrepreneurship world. And um, it was really, it could have just been a buildup of, of a feeling of a few weeks of feeling successful or again, a roundup of press hits where we were featured in a few articles or something like that. And I do have to say, again, going back to family and friends, sorry that I keep bringing it up, but it is such a strong, supportive feeling to feel that the people around you believe in you so much, are so proud of you, are so impressed. And that's what helped me keep going, at least, because it's I, I value them more than a name that pops up on my Shopify that I don't know. Uh, I value people that I respect highly and I that are mentors and I look up to. And people like my friends and family are very much that. So... That definitely built and maintained the motivation that we had to keep going. Mm, I love that. So important. So important. When you think about now, you know, over the last few months or over the last six months, say, what are the things or what are the drivers for growth at the moment? What's working for you in the brand? Yeah, of course. If I can contrast this to what was working in the beginning of the brand, if I can just go through um, kind of like our marketing... Please, yeah. 
Yeah, of course. So in the beginning of our brand, 2018, Instagram was hot. Influencers were hot. They were valuable. They were working for brands. They were really racking up sales with when they would post. But the market became a little more saturated. We kind of diverted our marketing from Instagram and influencers. We still do. We still do a lot of gifting, but it doesn't bring us the same ROI that Google ads, Pinterest ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, other social network ads bring us right now. We found a lot of success in SEO growth and really just having you know the top four pages, five pages of, of Google when you Google our name and brand. And new customers come from all of these kinds of channels recently versus influencers that, again, we don't see the return on investment in. But um, in the last six months, I'd have to say our press, again, with the SEO combined with the SEO has given us a lot of traction and brand credibility and establishment. On top of that, a point that I do want to touch upon that was very important for us, uh, less so in the beginning of the brand, but once we hit the two-year mark, hiring for your weaknesses is very important. That is something that's very valuable. And as much control as I wanted over our business and tasks and you know, what we put out there, because it's a representation of me as well as the founder. And again, I want everything to be perfect putting out there. Hiring for weaknesses is something that changed our brand a lot. And having the like fresh ideas, fresh perspective after two years of my sister and I just having our own ideas and our own perspective and our own taste, having different tastes to combine and kind of having another brain to bounce ideas off of was really important. And so who were the people that you brought in to, to kind of hire for those weaknesses that you speak of? I have to say people with an impressive resume, but more so someone that really connected with me and my sister and had a mutual brand vision and had the same kind of bubbly outgoing personality that would do guerrilla marketing and offline kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, that was super helpful. So really, really just having, it felt like friendship. It felt like bringing people in that were like friends and friendly and um, vibed with my sister and I and made it like a creative, fun, collaborative work environment versus someone with just, you know, something impressive on paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. It's so important, I think, to have the right energy, have that right vibe. Exactly. You understand. That's exactly what I was getting at. Um, The girls have impressive resumes. Again, they've worked at fashion brands and high levels and um, were super successful in what they did. And um, it was more so about the energy. We've, we had interviewed people with, again, amazing points on paper, but if they didn't vibe with my sister and I, then the collaborative energy wasn't there. And that's what I look for every day. I want the girls we work with to feel like founders, to feel like they're partners in the business, to feel like they are investing their own money and everything they do. They're putting out their their name on everything they do. And we always make it feel like a partnership. We never make them feel like their employees are just working for us and doing mindless tasks. So that was definitely something that I wanted to create the environment for going into this. Mm, empowering them and having that entrepreneurial spirit that everyone can have within them kind of flourish and, and bring it out. That's so cool. If they wanted to go off and start their own brand, they would have all the tools and resources at this point and have the confidence and have the bravery and feel like they definitely could take on the world and do that themselves, which is what I wanted to do. Cause that is what I would have wanted to feel if I was working for someone in this kind of position. Oh, I love that. That's such a, such a key insight, I think, to be able to 
have that energy where you're happy to lift others up as, as we all should be lift others up within your business. So when they're ready to go off and fly on their own, they can, if they want to, of course. Exactly. Exactly. If they want to, <laughs> if they want to, you're like, please don't leave. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so if I love them so much. <laughs> what are the kind of challenges that you're facing now? You know, a few years into your business, you've built a team, you've, you've obviously had some highs and lows. What are the challenges of today? Currently, it's really more so just marketing the business more and more, getting the word out there more and growing as much as we can, just flying and more brand awareness. And in terms of product and the um, the products we have, it would be finding the balance between timeless and trendy. So it's definitely important to stay up to date on all the latest trends, but there's a fine line between like fast fashion and fashion to date. And we always want to stay within the sweet spot of like classic and trend setting. So that's something that's always a challenge in fashion, I think, because you really do want to cater to the customers and what they want right now. But what they want right now and the time you can like produce the product and might like the, you know, the style might be out of style at that point or might not be a trend or something. So finding that sweet spot, but also again, not just having like basic boring pieces, making them classic, timeless, but also trendy. And something that I, I will contrast with the challenges we faced in the beginning of the brand, we didn't feel these things at all. We didn't feel like marketing or or like products we had an issue with. We were really business-minded, but also more so sister-minded. So in the beginning, transitioning from a sisterhood and a sister relationship to a professional relationship was definitely a challenge. And we've overcome so much. And we there were highs and lows. And we went through a lot to make certain that we didn't lose our sisterhood. And that was the foundation for our business and that nothing would get in between it. And that is what really kept us strong and going. We're best friends, we're business partners and finding the balance between sisterhood and professional relationship was a challenge we faced in the beginning to contrast how we're going now. Mm, And how did you navigate that? And like, what were the kinds of things you had to do to be able to move forward with that relationship on the business side? Yeah. Yeah. Again, putting our sisterhood as the priority versus the business as the priority was the driving factor of that. And we're in a space in LA where we've heard a lot of sibling founder like disasters and we never wanted to be that way. And we really made a deal to ourselves and the business to never be that way. And again, we were raised with that kind of energy and those values and the genuine authenticity to just be sisters and to have the friendship and that nothing, you know, no money, no business, nothing comes above that. So the strong family ties were, were really what brought us to the position to be able to overcome any like arguments over there was an argument over our labels and what fabric they were going to be and what the tags were going to look like and logos, all those things, the strong family values that have been instilled in us and what we were raised by really helped us avoid any conflict or disaster. Again, that we we hear about all the time living in Los Angeles, unfortunately, but it's really where priorities lie. Mm. And I imagine you also have to keep that big picture mindset. It's like, yes, we might disagree on this logo, but in the big picture, both options will be great. We're just being like nitty picky kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, lol, the joys of being sisters and having a business <laughs> together. <laughs> no, I know. It is a blessing. That you got to work towards. 
it requires effort, just like a relationship. I think just like a romantic relationship requires effort. Anything that you want to succeed in requires effort. So it's definitely not effortless, but things feel very organic and natural. That's so cool. I love that. What does the future look like? What are the fun things that you can shout about that's going to be happening, say, over the next 12 months? Yeah, of course. So we're working on a lot of new styles. I'm super excited to kind of expand our collection and our product range. We're going to go into a lot of sleepwear and just just more more products that I'm so excited to share about. And um, we have a lot of retail partnerships in the works, thank God, because a lot of our retail partnerships obviously fell through in the pandemic. A lot of stores closed and then um, partnerships fell through and they didn't have the budget to buy into product anymore. So really excited about that. I'm just more excited to keep hiring. We're in the hiring process again. And yeah. Who are you looking for? Maybe some listeners can, can apply. Absolutely. We're looking for, again, this sounds super vague, but interest, passion, and enthusiasm in the brand. And bringing value and finding your own benefit that you could bring to the table is what I love to see. It's very unconventional. It's not a traditional process of hiring, but the best like product of work that we've seen has definitely been from people just interested in the brand as a whole and then finding their own value and benefit within them to help us out. And again, it's, it's like a position to feel like a partner. It's to feel like a founder and to be alongside my sister and I in everything we do. I love that. Well, shout out to anyone who's in LA and looking for some vibes can hit you up. (laughs) Absolutely. Please reach out. What is your key piece of advice for women who have a big idea and want to start their own business? Sure, sure. We um, touched upon empowering each other, empowering women. My favorite quote to live by is collaborate, don't compete, especially in the women's world. And to go for it, be confident, take lots of risks and Say yes more than no. And again, choose who you work with wisely, but don't be afraid to hire for your weaknesses. I love that. Collaborate, don't compete. It's so important. I think especially when it comes to women, sometimes it can be a bit competitive, but when we collaborate and lift each other up, there's just so much magic that can happen. Exactly. I always finish every episode with a series of six quick questions. Some of them we might have already touched on, but love to do do the wrap up, do the summary. <laughs> Let's go for it. Great. Okay. Question number one is what's your why? Why do you do what you do? To lead a happy, passion, fulfilled and love-filled life. Oh, love it. Love it. Question number two is, what do you think has been the number one marketing moment that made the business pop? I know I touched upon this as being not super valuable and important in marketing, but um, a personal accomplishment and a marketing moment would have been our sister founder's interview uh, on Forbes. That was a full, full interview, my sister and I, and it was a couple months in the work and established credibility and was a goal that we were working towards for a while. So that's definitely a self and career accomplishment. It was a really great interview. Loved it. Thank you. Question number three is, where do you hang out to get smarter? What are you reading or listening to or subscribing to? I hang around, I think, smart, inspirational and motivating people. That's important. But in my own time, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like I said, a lot of podcasts like this. I've been loving Clubhouse because it's like real life podcasts and a lot of founders and entrepreneurs have 
had amazing sessions and recordings that I've been loving their rooms. And what else? I have read a lot of books. My sister more so. She reads like an entrepreneurial book probably a week, I'd say. And I kind of get all the notes from that. And I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm more of the podcast listener and my sister is more of the reader. So we just combine our tools and resources <laughs> to find... Divide a- and conquer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, any particular shows that you want to mention? Huh. It really, I don't subscribe. Interestingly enough, I don't subscribe to shows. I kind of just like follow a ton of founders on Instagram. And whenever they have a podcast with could be a random show or a group is how I find it. So that's how I... I, I oh, yeah. I love that. All, all the, all the mm-hmm. things I listen to. Yeah. Amazing. Question number four is, how do you win the day? What are your AM or PM rituals and habits that keep you feeling happy and successful and motivated? So AM, definitely um, waking up happy, doing my skincare, doing my stretching, putting my phone away, um, having some moments of gratitude and self and meeting with myself and visualizing uh, my day forward. But I also do that at night. I visualize for the next day, just going through the motions of the day, going through my to-do list, seeing myself do all of the things that I do. And um, those are definitely super helpful. And that's when I feel most like fulfilled and secure. Mm. I've recently started meditating in the morning as soon as I wake up before I look at my phone and the last thing I do before I fall asleep. And it's something that I've really tried to do this habit for like (laughs) literally ever. I feel like for the last 10 years, I've been like in and out of dabbling with um, meditation and things like visualization, but only recently have I actually started forming the habit. And it's such a, a key one to, to nail And I really like that idea of visualizing like what your following day looks like. I'm going to give that a bit of a try. Yes. Yeah. You can include that in your meditation. That can be part of it. it, Just visualizing it is is so, so key. Mm. Question number five is if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? That's such a good question. Such a difficult question. (laughs) I'm super like return on investment minded. So I would say Facebook ads, you'd see at least two times ROI on on that. If I had $1,000 left to spend, I would just need to make more. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And question number six, last question. How do you deal with failure? Love that. My favorite calming mantra is rejection is just redirection. I love that. That's so cool. Rejection is just redirection. Yeah. Need more of that in my life. That's a really good one. Thank you. Of course, don't forget it. (laughs) I will not. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey and your learnings from building your business. I'm, I'm so thrilled to have met you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here with you and chat through and share my experience. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club 
at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 